Hello and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, the international, still isolating for week 12, uh, podcast about everything really. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And so Mike, kicking straight off, so I know you've got a, uh, a packed episode lined up for us with some delicious content. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, good, stressful. It, we finally finished our school year after 16 straight weeks with no break. So uh, yesterday was my first day off and I collapsed into a ball of nothing. So it's been wonderful that one day and the rest was uh, pretty good. So I'm happy to be done and ready to game. How about you? How was your week, bud? Uh, exactly the same. I have uh, yeah, got a new job, so uh, I never have to go back to an office ever again. You know, I'm going to be living the dream. I'm now based at home forever. <laughs> congratulations, man. I mean, until you yeah. get fired, but congratulations. Yeah, and... until I get fired by uh, <laughs> probably not doing anything. But uh, <laughs> like, what have you been doing? Oh, I thought this is my job now. <laughs> my God. And today's a very special day. Uh, happy Father's Day, the old man. Thank you very much. Yep, uh, age is catching up. I was actually talking to my uh, girlfriend about this the other day, how weird it's going to be when inevitably I pass on and my kids are going through my possessions and it's just going to be loads of video game stuff (laughs) and how strange it is like you know I've helped clear out my my deceased grandparents stuff and it's just like they had a record player and that was it I'm gonna have all these old consoles and everything I was still playing as some old codger They're going to go through it and go, you know, why did dad have nothing? And then one day they're going to log into your Steam account and go, I'm a millionaire. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's going to be like, oh, God, how much money he's spent. There are times when he couldn't feed us. He was spending money on this. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. uh, So, there's been a lot of... uh, just to, just to quickly cover the news, there's been yeah. a lot of gripes with Cyberpunk's been delayed again. Yeah. Um, weirdly, this is the thing I like, uh, I've read a price leak on the PlayStation. I've read a, oh, a really? date leak what? on the PlayStation. What did you uh, hear? Amazon France, and it was Amazon who did this, listed it very briefly for €459. Euros. <laughs> with, that's the disc version. Without the disc, it's three hundred ninety-nine euros. So that's about, it's about six hundred dollars, I guess, yeah, around that's that a price. Much. Yeah, and for for like five fifty without that. But also, interestingly, the date for release November twentieth. Cyberpunk's been delayed to November nineteenth. So, I do wonder whether it was a strategic delay to know people want to play that game on the next generation console because they're already going to patch the game. They've already said this. They'll patch it through. If you buy Cyberpunk on a current-gen console, you'll get the upgraded version. They'll do a significant patch at some point that upgrades and unlocks everything. Uh, I do wonder whether they want to put this out as a, a next-gen game. Uh, it's certainly certainly very interesting. Yeah, it makes sense, but uh, I think that's a little too coincidental if it's within a one-day release. But Yeah, it th- probably is. Did they even expert. tell us why they're releasing, uh, pushing it back? To fine tune it a bit more. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, we were speaking with friend of the show Kelly about this whole thing, and it's just, it's why put out a release date if you have no idea when it's going to release? Yeah. Why? Do, it's very frustrating to a consumer. Like, 
Oh, okay, I'm gonna set aside this block of time to play it. And I know you did. And, oh wait, no, we're not quite ready. But to keep doing that infinitely, like, we get it. Listen, it's a, it's a really important game to a lot of people. But don't announce it unless you have a firm date in mind. Like, there's nothing catastrophic. Oh, we have to fine-tune it. All right, that's called a patch, buddy. Like, yep. you're delaying it by a month? What Really, what are you going to accomplish in that month? You yep. know, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. And to be quite honest with everyone that listens, I don't care about cyberpunk. Um, the only reason I'm playing this game is because it's an RPG and the track record of the studio is very, very good. Yeah. Um, to be honest, The Witcher was okay. I, I played it and I still haven't beaten it and I have no incentive to go back. It was fine. And I'm pretty sure that's how Cyberpunk will be too. Mm -hmm. because I don't care enough about Cyberpunk to put in 120 hours into this game. Maybe my tune will change. But back to the issue at hand. Um, pushing it back, I... I just think the hype is getting bigger and bigger and people are already upset at the game with all the political overtones going on. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's a good decision. Do you think it's the right move for them? I think it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm the most patient of people. I've had this pre-ordered since they actually pre-orders went live on the actual mm. GOG site. So I'm buying it directly from them. But I must admit, even when they delayed it, I was like, do you know what? I don't even know if I want to give them my money now. Just release the damn thing. Like, yeah. you know, it is very, very inconveniencing to actually go, oh, yeah, it's not quite ready. Here's a new release date. It's like, just either say TBA or give us a firm date and release it. That's yeah, it. Because you're going to patch it, it afterwards anyway. Yeah, there's going to be a day one 100 gig patch, I'm sure. But, I mean, it is such a first world problem. But then don't hype it up for everyone if you're just going to piddle away the, the release date for us, because yep. it's important. You know, this is a game people have waited for for three, four, five years, and just to keep pushing it along. I'm trying to think how not five years good. I've been waiting for this game. Yeah, you, you're very much invested in this. I mean, what are the actual odds, Glenn, that you think, do you think they will stick to this release date? Because no. I certainly don't. I think it's going to be don't. March 2021. It's going to be what I um, think. Arkham Knight all over again. Where it yeah, it's going to be March. Put, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even changed my holiday on at work. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother. It no, happens. Enjoy it, it happens. Yeah. It's I'm yeah, not going to bother. It, that's becoming the norm with AAA titles, especially um, giant RPGs. Like I get it. But then just do what uh, Elder Scrolls did and show an image and, and don't even give a date because, you know, just hype it up, but don't set a date until you're damn sure that it's coming out. And the problem is, this isn't the only culprit, Glenn. There have been yeah. so many other games that have been pushed back so they can align with this console release. It's like, just be honest. Be like, listen, we don't want to put it out until the next gen's here. Fine. I can deal with that. But stop toying yeah. with our emotions. And, you know, because you toying with our emotions means I'm toying with my wallet and not going to give you anything. So... I don't care yeah, about that cyberpunk exactly. that much. Like, I, I just don't. So the longer this goes on, the less inclined I'm willing to purchase it. So Yeah, it's know. so frustrating. It really is. Uh, mm -hmm. it's you know, to give Nintendo their due, and I know you have issues with Nintendo, they never ever promise a delivery date. They just pretty much go, we're making this game, and then like a month before it's due to come out, they go, it's releasing this date. Always comes out. You never see, oh, we've had to pull it back because of testing. They just don't tell you the date at the start. 
That's yeah, it. but also their games are crap compared to AAA titles. No offense, but like no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I admit that, but it's the principle, isn't it? They must have enough yes. capital that they can go. We yes. don't have to worry about the release date to get the pre-orders in. No, you're right. Yeah, no, no, I get it, I, and I, I appreciate that because. But I also lose track of their games, Glenn. I don't know about you, but like they announce something Nintendo, and then I'm like, oh, it's already been out for a month. Yeah. They, they don't advertise. They're very not good at advertising. Meanwhile, uh, Cyberpunk has been plastered to mugs, to babies, to children, to chairs, to every, like everywhere you look is Cyberpunk. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a different game they're playing, but they're playing a very tricky one, just like Rockstar always does with Grand Theft Auto. They de- they delayed that for months. Oh, you know, and, and, I, and Red Dead. Do you remember the yeah, Red Dead and, delays? And I, and I remember a time where I was complacent with that, saying, oh, okay, it's Rockstar. They're just going to delay it. But with this, with the amount of hype that they behind it, and there's only a certain amount of times I'm willing to say, oh, okay, all right, I understand you're a great studio and you need to polish it. But when does polishing end? And I can relate this back to my band, okay, which hasn't been around in 10 years. But yep. we put out an album this year, and it took 10 years. Very and at a certain, certain point, thank you, my, my friend kept mixing it. There was a mix 56 and at some point, I just said, let's release this. Because when is perfect ever perfect? Yeah. You know? It's not. So I think they need to get off their high horse, um, this studio, and just put it out. Okay? Um, it, it doesn't have to be the perfect game. Usually, generally, huge RPGs are never perfect. Like, that comes with the territory. Remember Skyrim? It was a buggy mess. Yep. Still is. So, anyway, that's my mini rant. It's like, just... Yeah, I can remember George Lucas once, I think he was quoting someone else actually, and he said an artist never finishes a project, they just abandon them. Yeah. And, and that's uh, yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way of looking at things, I think. And it's also a great purge to just put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like your art, I'm sure you spend hundreds of hours on these things and then you put it out and it's like, ah, okay, well I could have done this, yeah, I could have, but it's out there and it's a representation of what I was going for. Is it the absolute perfection? No, Lucas nailed it, or whoever said that, and I agree with you. So, yeah. Um, but I'm past the point of frustration with them. Like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Delay, yeah. because whatever date they say is not now. So what difference does exactly. it make, you know? Exactly. I mean, the other thing we've got is uh, Spider-Man. Insomniac Games actually gave us a, a playtime for this Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, seven to ten hours. And I'm like, that's incredibly short. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm very curious whether they're going to be charging full price for this because that's really short for a game. Yeah, um, you're talking. I didn't know that. Yeah, the more we it. hear, yeah, the that, more it sounds like DLC, buddy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking as well. It's just glorified DLC. Um, yeah. But yeah, seven to ten hours. I'm like, normally when they quote game times, that's completion, hundred yeah. percent. So it's just how long is this story going to be? And I'm suspecting. It is just overhyped DLC that they've just upscaled. Um, I don't know. If, I think personally, what they should do, just just personally, I think if you're going to make mm-hmm. that, give give out Spider Man and just upgrade that for the console as well, and just say, look, yeah. here's the remastered version of this. Here's this. There you go. Has a package. That would be smart. That would yeah. be very smart, and I'd almost be inclined to buy it, except that I hated Spider-Man. But maybe this new one will do a better job of the things I disliked. But, yeah. We can but hope. Uh, yeah, I just hope it's it's great for the people that enjoy that franchise, like you and Kelly. And, you know, I think that's 
I think it's yeah. important they do it right. But seven to ten hours, that's, I mean, let's be real. That's not worth $60, okay? No. Uh, I, it's just not. So no, the more I hear, the less, that. Yeah, the, the, the mm. more I hear, the less interested I become, which is amazing because I was not interested at all. So we're on negative interest right now, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit, of a, a bit of a dour start to it. And the other one I've uh, recently read, uh, and this doctor really doesn't really appeal to me at all, but it's interesting, move from EA again. EA, who actually uh, showed off Star Wars Squadrons last week, a cinematic trailer again, didn't let anyone see any gameplay. Um, did you watch the trailer, Mike? I did, I did, I did. Um, okay, like, uh, it brings me back to N64 with the, the this pod racing. Yeah. Yeah, I have no interest in that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, used to, I used to love the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games on PC. Absolutely mm. used to love them. Uh, but they didn't show any footage of the actual game. And I'm like, ah, I don't care about these stupid... Cinematic trailers should be banned in gaming, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm with you at this point. I mean, last week's PlayStation reveals or whatever, like we, we barely saw gameplay. It, it's great, but it, that's a movie. Like, we're gamers. Like, yep. I, I want to see gameplay. Uh and it's one thing to get hyped, you know, but when every single trailer is the same damn thing to make the game look so much better than it actually is, yep. it loses its appeal. Maybe I'm getting older and desensitized, but the thing is, like, what you're showing and what you give me are two completely different things every time. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, That's how I feel, but um, I don't know. For Star Wars, that's cool. I mean, Star mm -hmm. Wars is infinite. You know, and I think that there are so many games you could pull out of there. So I'm interested to see what this one is about. If it's purely a racing game, I don't think I'd be picking it up because racing doesn't really appeal to me. How about you? Would you get this? Um, Based no, on what you EA. saw? No, it's EA. I don't really want to give them any money. Well, I um. do. I do want to <laughs> give EA money. And uh, EA announced a new skate game. Yay! I can cry. Uh, Escape, yes! Yeah, Escape 4. I sent you the actual leaked cover art. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes! <laughs> it was great with Trump yeah. and Kim Jong-un. Yeah, I'll, very I'll nice. put a link to it in the comments if anyone wants yeah. to see it. But, so, uh, I'm so excited. So, uh, here's how the, the conspiracy theory going around. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered was teased um, and then, you know, set for early September. The internet lost their mind, and uh, me included. And everyone's thinking that EA was sitting in a corner watching this and going, hey, we had a game once about skateboarding. Let's see Let's see if we can bring it back. And unfortunately, they disbanded the team that made it, which was, I believe, Black Cube yeah. or Black Box. Um, and I don't know who it is, but it, it was announced, two guys sitting there, one of them was a developer, saying, yep, we're working on a new skate game. It's... it we." People think that they just announced it right there. They were, like, talking in a conversation. Someone recorded it and, like, yeah, we're going to release a new skate game. Like, nothing has been done. Nothing has started. Like, this is just a thought. But at least there's a team potentially working on a new skate game. Here's my um, worry. It could be a phone game. It could be a mobile game. It could... They have not specifically said that this is Skate 4. It, meanwhile, you've linked multiple things. They have not said it. Because all we've seen is 30 seconds. Glenn, I've dissected this more than a frog okay. in biology in 8th grade, okay? They have not said anything besides it's a skate game. So I am patiently holding my breath. Mm. And once they say it's Skate 4, 
I will throw a parade in my house. So, regardless, so exciting. It's EA, but you know what? They gave us the first three, and they did a damn good job on it. So, mm-hmm. it will have microtransactions. I am fully prepared for the EA game that they're going to try and make this. Oh, $50 for a wheel. Oh, you want a bearing? 10 bucks. Fine. Just give me another freaking skate games. I'm going to hate you throughout the whole thing, but just give it to me. <laughs> Yeah, so. no, no, I feel the same way. I really do. Um, it's yeah, huge Met- news. Yeah, it's like Metroid 4. Literally, it's a logo, but I'm like, I need to play that game. Yeah. Um, but it's a logo. I've not seen anything else, but I'm like, yeah, here's my money. Just like handing over money to them. Yeah, there's certain blind faith that in franchises and, you know, <laughs> most of the time when that happens, I'm not let down with franchises that have been around yep. but with new ones like no man's sky and sea of thieves that, that's that's a very heavy uh you know pr- hype they have to live up to and price Absolutely. you're gonna pay if they're wrong talking so. of um talking of uh, franchises mike i've recently made a uh, purchase purchase of a series i've always wanted to try and play and mm-hmm. that is um the dark souls trilogy <laughs> oh god yep okay bud i was like you know what? I'm, i've got a, i've got a long summer coming up with some uh, time off i'm gonna give these a crack uh, just to see how frustrating they truly are i, I have dabbled mm. with them before love to look at what we discussed before well like, i'm gonna give these a crack and see if i can actually get through them um so i will be keeping up to date if people want to hear my i may even keep an audio diary and just chuck excerpts into the podcast while i, I don't think you things. should because they're all going to be cursing I don't think you. I, I think you are grossly underestimating the amount of frustration that those mm-hmm. games have the potential to cause. Um, I've played them. It, they, they are infuriating. Okay, uh, you need to be in such a zen-like state. Uh, yeah. Then I would suggest go on like a meditation retreat for a week and then start playing them. Otherwise, your relationships, your house, <gasps> your pets will all be in turmoil if you are not internally ready to play that game. So for those that don't know, Dark Souls is one of the most brutally unforgiving games in the history of the current console cycles. I don't want to say in gaming, but like you misstep by an inch, you're dead. You forget to parry, you're dead. You breathe, you're dead. So (laughs) (laughs) it's so unforgivingly difficult. And I'm proud of you for tr- trying that. I cannot wait. Maybe you should do the audio thing. I'm sure. I'm, t- I'm very tempted to. I'm very tempted to. I mean, I, pl- I played some of Sekiro Shadows Die twice. That's one of those yes. games as well. Uh, and I wanted to punch my television screen after about an hour. Yeah, you're, you're um, going to do that within 10 minutes. The only redeeming factor of the first game I found was that people leave you notes in the world. And they write, like, don't turn left. And of course, what are you going to do? Turn left and like, is this person telling the truth? Are they not? I turn left and then a giant hand sliced my body in half. So I'm like, okay, he was cool. Then there's another note and you go and it's like, watch out for the stairs. And then you walk down the stairs and nothing happens. So there's this interactivity within that world that people have um, Mm. left things for you. Do you trust them? Do you not? Um, It's that's what made it fun for me, not the grindiness and getting killed, but just seeing what people said about this interaction. I remember one boss, someone said, I did this for about four hours. And I'm going, oh, yeah. thanks for the heads up. 
So, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of prepping myself. Um, you know, I've got a solid two weeks off, um, so we're going to see how it goes. And yeah, please keep us updated because yeah, it's a so uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep a yeah, I'm going to keep a, keep a diary of it and see see what it's actually what it's actually doing and what it's gonna what it's gonna be, um, just to see whether it is capable and I am capable of doing it. No, I am capable well. of actually doing it, um, and whether I, I keep my sanity or not is another thing. Uh, so how how did you find it? How how was I, your, I, you afterwards? It's just too hard. It's just too hard, and it, it, it's one of those instances like doing a marathon. You know that it's going to be extremely difficult, but if you complete it, the reward is that you know you pushed yourself and you did it. Yeah. And that's not really appealing to me in a video game. I don't want to stretch my frustration past the point of uh, its you know boundaries I, I just don't see the fun in that I, I like to do that in real life video mm -hmm. games I come to for a relaxing experience not to get frustrated and throw my controller through a TV set and <laughs> that's what it is man I'm telling uh. you there's a reason why the Wii remotes had a wrist strap like if you're gonna play this yeah. game I would suggest fabricating a wrist strap because it, I don't know I, I can only speak for myself. It got to a point within the first, I don't know, two hours where I basically went blackout and I just stopped. I turned off the machine. I unplugged it. I deleted the game and I'm like, I'm done. And wow. I've never looked back. I've never looked back. Wow. It was a great kind of, yeah. experience because I know that I'll never do it again. No, <laughs> like, that's fair, I think. That's fair. Yeah, give it a um, shot, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, very t I'm very looking forward to this. I really am, uh, in a sadist kind of way. But something we've both been looking forward to, and Mike managed to get there first, uh, and that was the release this week of the, again, delayed Last of Us Part 2. And before we go into our review, I would just like to point out, Forbes, you are complete bastards for actually including full list of spoilers in your review. To the point of, I feel I don't even need to play this game anymore. I would name the, the actual author of the article, but I'm not that, that low. But if you go on the Forbes website and you want to have the game spoiled, read their review. I would just like to start that there. But you'll get no spoilers on this. No. So Mike, <laughs> take us through The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, I want to like preface all of this with a lot of trigger warnings here, okay? Um, if you are heavily affected by what other people do and like your moral code being infringed upon turn off now okay if you're still here let's get into this because there's a lot to unpack all right okay uh last of us 2 released a june 19th on ps4 okay after being delayed all right i'm coming right off the bat and saying it is a masterpiece okay so right there mm -hmm. we lost even more listeners fine all right even before this game was released people were upset all right, even before that. Now, currently, two days after launch, on Metacritic, it sits at a 95 from publication outlets. Okay. Now, let me just say that again, 95. Mm -hmm. The user rating is 3.6. Mm -hmm. 
okay. from 37,941 ratings from 95 to 3.6. There is a disconnect. So anyway, people that don't know what Last of Us 2 is, let me give you a very brief description. It is a story of a teen girl and a father figure surviving the post-apocalypse with infected mutants everywhere. That is the premise, okay? Mm -hmm. And the first game, you go through the apocalypse together and you mm -hmm. fight for your lives, all right? And it was meaningful, it was emotional, and it ripped your heart out multiple times. Glenn, you've played it. Um, did you feel the same way about the first one? Um, it, I mean, to be fair, it took me seven years to finish it. But uh, yeah, I got there in the end. And at the end, I kind of summed it back up. So I did just replay the whole thing in two hits. Um, yeah. And yeah, at the end of it, uh, despite my quibbles with the gameplay mechanics, it does deliver a very good emotional story. Yeah, and I think that's what they, they delivered so well on the first one, is you got out of that and you just said, wow, that was an experience. Now, mm -hmm. Glenn, I'm going to spoil the DLC right now, okay? So yeah, go ahead. I, you don't need to listen, all right? In the DLC, our main protagonist, Ellie, who is 14, turns out she's gay, okay? Mm -hmm. Spoiler, in The Last of Us 2, surprise, she's still gay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Therein lies people's problem. That you have a main protagonist that's gay. Okay? <laughs> that is the biggest uproaring over this game. Wow. Okay? And I'm not going to touch that yet. I'm just going to let that sit. I'm trying to present facts before I give an opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Turns out she's still gay. What a surprise. Okay. Um, and I have been playing this game for about seven or eight hours now. The controls, I'm going over superficial now. Controls are the same as the last game. They feel great. The sound is absolutely phenomenal. When you're upgrading a gun, Ellie starts like rearranging the parts. And it's literally like a AMSR, ASMR, whatever. And you're just sitting there and you can hear every fiber of every uh, toothbrush going over the gun and cleaning it. It's just an audio orgasm to listen to. It's, it's beautiful. The setting is unreal. In the graphics hands down, are the best on any console to date. It looks the best. There's no opinion here. That is the truth. They have made this game look flawless. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's get into some opinions. Okay. Uh, the, the game's great. That, the, that, that's my first opinion. All right. I've played through it, and it is a beautiful descent into horror. When you think that something can't get worse, they gently <laughs> break it to you. Hey, buddy, yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's about to get a lot more depressing and dark, okay? So throughout my initial playthrough, uh, within the first 10 minutes, I laugh and I cried like a little schoolgirl within the first 10 minutes because I had such a strong attachment to the first game instantly. Naughty Dog knows how to play with your emotions. They just rip your heart out, stomp on it, put it right back in with a little uh, lollipop saying, here you go, you'll be all right. And they continue to do that for seven hours straight. It is just an, a game, and I truly mean this, that you need to sit down, shut off the lights, and fully let yourself be immersed with this game with no preconceived notions and here lies the problem i came into this game i, I knew ellie was gay that's i don't care that's not an issue for me okay and from the beginning to where i am now has been nothing short of just one of the most beautiful stories 
with ups and downs I've played in gaming. I could be saying mm -hmm. this because I'm in the middle of it, and I'll do a retrospective, but her partner in the game, at first I wasn't a big fan of her, but she slowly blossomed into a likable character. And those you, two together is funny, is sad, there's heartbreaking mo moments. It's, it's real humanity in gaming. This is just a beautiful game if you're open to it. And therein lies the problem. There are so many people out there saying, I, I, I don't want politics in my games. And it's like, okay, then don't play them. I do not think being gay is a, politic, uh, a, a really. political point. No. No, not I really. Don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Someone else's choices, it, it doesn't influence me. And I, don't, I don't know of anyone who's ever gone gay to further an agenda. I don't either. But it, it seems that the, a lot of the negativity on this game seems that like this is a choice. They made this choice in the game five years ago. Okay? And they did it so damn tastefully that it, I didn't think twice. Oh, they're getting political. No, this is part of her story. This yeah. is a part of her story and who is she, she is becoming. And it shows the torment that this poor kid goes through battling between am I gay am I straight what is it's like this is what happens in everyday life people I don't know if you know you know that but it is so uh, breath okay does this story infringe on people's morals um probably because there's a lot of people out there that just can't deal that other people have different feelings than themselves so i'm sure it does it's extremely uh -huh. well written and i've seen a lot of people say oh the writing's terrible and then i find out later that they haven't even sat down and played it a lot of these haters are coming from people that didn't even bother to play this based on their moral stance of oh well there's too much too much crap in there for me to handle okay for me, I took the lay back and relax and let it all unfold approach. And you know what? I couldn't have been happier. So, was the storyline jammed down your throat that she's gay? Um, a little bit. And I'm kind of, I'm generally liberal with my tolerance for what people do. But they pushed it to a point where it's it's almost uncomfortable. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, I really don't need to see these kids, like, you know, making out. That's really not my thing at all. But it creates intimate moments between the player and the characters, which is how they form the relationship of this game. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's. I think it's a brilliant game. I think they are playing with the emotions of the player and while creating just this robust, beautiful world of desolation. So, I can only speak for myself, but the vitriol and hatred I see for this game come from a different place than just sitting down and being open to an experience with no preconceived notions. So I've enjoyed this game more than I have any other game on this console cycle in terms of experiences. So thoughts, Glenn? I've talked enough. Um, I, I, you know, I have the opinion, just, just don't, don't buy the game then. Just, if you don't want, to, don't want to get involved with that character, don't give him your money. That, that's pretty much it. So you know, don't you don't need to be saying, "Oh, I'm not buying this because of this stance." Okay, you're clearly homophobic, and don't <laughs> don't play a game with a gay ca uh, protagonist. Yeah. Um. You know, what does it really matter? I mean, is it is it a gay simulator? Is that the issue, or is it an issue with 
this character's got a life choice I don't agree with, therefore, you know, it does skirt around the whole, uh, the whole choice of you don't like that protagonist because of X, yeah? Yes. You know, people don't choose to be gay. I mean, could you imagine, imagine the backlash and outrage if, let's say, people were down, downvoting Spider-Man Miles Morales because the protagonist is black? No. Okay? It's, it's, it's the same it's... thing. <laughs> But that actually horrifies me that people do this. And this is what I really do hate about video games is it's so toxic sometimes. Mm. And at the end of the day, the people being toxic, you're fucking losers in real life. You really are. Um, if, if that is what's bothering you the most, is there something you do for entertainment is inflicting on your own life that you need to be posting on the internet, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> That's where I, I stand I... with it. Well, I have your back 100%, and I think with everything going on in this day and age, and there's a lot, you know, that's way beyond the scope of this podcast, but the least you could try, try to do, is be a little open-minded right yeah. now, okay? Just a little. And some people won't change, and this isn't the platform to change anyone's mind, but yeah, that's that's an internal issue, buddy. Like that that's something you're going to need to deal with. But if you're looking for a a unique experience with of one of the greatest games of the generation, forget all the the main character. This is a great game, okay? Um it, it's filled with suspense and not the kind of boo like jump scare suspense. This is anticipation this is mm. oh my god what's around the corner this is great like storytelling you know and i i haven't had a game uh, put me on the edge of the my seat for seven hours straight in a very long time and yeah. i can't wait to keep going it's insane glenn it's insane oh no that that, that, that does sounds yeah that sounds really good now do you think they they have kind of repeated history here that the last great game on the ps3 was the last of us yeah. Do you think this yeah. is going to be the last great game on the PS4? Uh, for me, absolutely, man. Um, my only gripe, and I need to say this because I've built this up so much, um, it, it's an experience. Uh, I wouldn't classify this as a game. Mm -hmm. Right now, out of the seven hours, I've watched about five hours of cinematics. Okay, I've played actual two hours of gameplay. I know I'm biased. I'm willing to say that and say I don't care because the experience is so good. That the cinematics are justified. I would like some more game, though. That's the one downfall. But back to your question, Glenn, which I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is going to be the last great yes. game released on the PS4? I think it will be the most memorable game released on the PS4 because of the backlash, because of the disconnect between people and this game. For those that actually play it and sit down and enjoy it for what it is, which is, I think, a great game, it will definitely be remembered as one of the greatest send-offs to the PS4. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, next question. My mm -hmm. next question. Do you think there's a remaster coming for the PS5? Sure. Why not? Um, I think that's a good idea. It was one of the best-selling games of the console and one of the most respected ones. So uh, there's a clear divide. There's a very clear divide, just like there is where I live. Um, uh -huh. And there are people that are not going to play it. And there are people that are going to play this and love it again. I fall on the camp of I'm definitely going to pick it up if they remaster it. I don't know why they should. It's still a beautiful game all these years later. But 
it's it's an experience that's worth having. I would go as far to say as if you haven't had a PS4, I mean, obviously you could wait till the PS5. This game alone for me, knowing what I know, would cause me to run out and buy one immediately. Wow. But that's me. That's me. You know, uh, uh, do you like sitting on the edge of your seat in anticipation and being rewarded for that anticipation? Then this um, is a game for you. Yes, I think you know? I enjoy those things. Yeah, well, this is a good game. It's a good game. And uh, I'm trying to like live in a bubble and just shut out the negativity and literally just play the damn game and just enjoy it for what it is. And I'm finding <coughs> doing that, holy crap, they just tear out your emotions. <laughs> so mm. whatever. I, that's my initial review. It is a very positive experience. It is a beautiful game in every sense of the word. And I hope that people will play it because it's worth playing. That does sound quite exciting, to be fair. Are you going to get it? Uh, I will be getting it. I picked it up in a supermarket today, and I was oh, wow. literally going, do I buy it, do I buy it, do I buy it, and put it back down, but I can guarantee you by the end of next week I'll have this in my hands. Yeah, good. Um, I really I think will. You should. I think you'd enjoy the experience as an artist, as a human being. I think that just comes, what this all comes down to is, as a human being, you can get invested in a story like this. Mm -hmm. Because right now, it's kind of post-apocalyptic out there, if you haven't noticed. And yeah. this game really makes you question a lot of things that are going on in today, but in a good way. So, at least for me. Talking anyway. of um, apocalypses, I had a, an amusing conversation in a uh, supermarket, I was at a grocery store, with one of the um, checkout people yep. the other day cashier and obviously over here we've got we've got signs up everywhere you know social distancing masks on and between mm -hmm. the checkouts they've now got plastic screens with like hazardous yeah signs we've on had them. those yep and uh and she just happened to say oh uh like something out of an apocalyptic movie isn't it and i, I laughed and said yeah have you ever seen the dawn of the dead remake and she's like no i was like what's that <laughs> i think five wow. minutes is pretty much what's happening now <laughs> it's true a great, a great recommendation too. <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of my one of my favorites we'll be featuring on a list in a later yeah. episode um but yeah no it's crazy but what i want to discuss is um talking about uh, upcoming stuff is i, I read today that um Apparently, the PS5, the reason it's shaped so strangely is because Sony has some proprietary cooling stuff inside that system okay. uh, to keep it nice and quiet. And apparently that part of the wave is part of the cooling feature that's built into the case, um, cool. which could be interesting. Literally. And actually looking at it now, I could actually see, yeah, actually, if you're funneling air out of a system... And what I suspect they are doing is they're pushing out the side rather than through the back. Hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose that does actually look, when looking at it, like a like a stylized air vent. Yeah, it's interesting, enough. anyway. What, it is. What does interest me more, and this is what really interests me more, and I've got no intent in buying one, is they're, they're releasing the digital version of the PlayStation 5. Yes. Xbox are not doing this. Correct. Now, why do you think Sony's going digital? Um, to give people options to make more money. Um, I don't know a single person that is comfortable with that yet. I don't know anyone that's going full digital for their games. Uh, I've tried. I find it way more convenient, but you know what? Uh, to download The Last of Us, I had to delete Red Dead 2, which is 118 gigs. So space is the yep. uh, obvious issue, but why? Yep. Uh, to give people options, I think. 
I think I think so as well. I mean, I, I was discussing this with um, a fellow gamer, and he's not a PC gamer at all. Um, but he was asking me about PC gaming and why I buy digital. And I was like, well, we have no other no other choice. Um, but the thing about PC gaming is the reason it is digital is because basically PC gaming, at one point back in the late noughties, was near death. No one was yes. gaming on a PC. Everyone had gone to console. And Steam came along, of course, and started doing the distribution platform and making everything nice and digital. And it yep. became so popular, that became the way you release a game on PC. You don't bother with hardware. So it's now a legacy that everything is digital on PC. If they were to revert back to physical games on PC, would I bother? Probably not. The idea, though, of me playing a digital version of a console game makes me feel sick. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, I want I want it on my shelf. I want to see those games I own. Yeah, I I, f I feel that way. And I'll be honest with you, I ordered uh, Last of Us Two digitally, and what it came down to in this specific time is that a nothing's open. B I'm not willing to wait extra um, mm -hmm. for amazon or whoever i order from to to get it lost in the mail because the mail system over here right now is you know instead of prime two-day shipping it takes a month so i it's more for convenience for me that hey all right it's out uh tomorrow last of us this was thursday i'm like i'm just gonna order it digitally i had it preloaded within several hours and it was so convenient and when i'm done with it i'm gonna delete it it doesn't take up shelf space Although I really want it on my shelf with the first one, that's more cosmetic for me. And to be honest, Glenn, anyone that's seen my room, I have three bookshelves filled with games. Uh -huh. Like, I, I don't have any more room. So does that mean I'm going to buy a digital PlayStation? Absolutely not. I'll, I'll make another shelf. Uh -huh. But it's... Uh, it, I, I just want to know like how you can release a digital console with one terabyte of storage. Like... My yeah. computer has five terabytes plus another two terabytes, and uh, it just doesn't make sense. It's not logical. So, unless you're playing two bit games or 16 bit games on your PlayStation <clears throat> 5, digital is not a good idea, in my opinion. No, so. I, don't, I don't think so either. I think, um, I think it's yeah. the digital version, you probably should have put a bigger hard drive in that one. You think? Yeah. You're saving space, and then you're giving the same hard drive? That makes no sense. If they said 5 terabyte hard drive, $100 cheaper than the other one, I'm in. I'd buy that mm -hmm. one. But this just is going to force you to uh, spend more money on the console, getting an external storage device, all that. It's a hassle. So, no. No, no, no. Not no. for me. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's an interesting choice. That I don't think Microsoft are going to bother doing. Uh, I think Microsoft. Well, I know for well their consoles are finished because Phil, Phil Spencer has one. He's been using oh, one wow. for about seven months. He, he said in the mm. tweet, oh, "I've had this in, in my living room for months." Um, so I think they're literally just waiting on a release date. And here's the other thing I want to discuss: um, is the actual launch titles. Obviously, PlayStation are lining up some nice launch titles. I think of Xbox, you're literally just going to get, here's the console, use Game Pass. And that's it. I don't think there's going to be anything that's really going to be wow about it. Um, already, I've, I've read so many articles of people questioning whether they're going to buy um, yep. the Xbox Series X. 
already, which is which is strange because they're like, well, we don't know if that one's worth the money. Whereas uh, the PlayStation, uh, everyone seems to be yeah, PlayStation, Xbox. It's like yeah, I will get one, but I'm not really that excited about it. Uh, I could be wrong, of course, but um, I'm getting an Xbox Series X, but that's because I want it. Yeah, well, will yeah, I use I, it? I'm, I don't know. I'm the same thing. These are investments, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I never hesitate to buy a new console, and I'm getting both of them because I know that it's an investment in this console cycle is going to last for eight to ten years. Yep. So paying the money up front for me is a no-brainer. Like, I, I'm happy to spe- spend whatever they're asking for because I know at least throughout those eight years I will get my money back from time invested in these great games mm-hmm. and we're going to get several incredible experiences so yeah. it's a no-brainer my only worry is that the, the console has a defect in it which they all seem to do at launch and mm-hmm. i'm not patient enough like my willingness to invest in that is not outweighed by the fact that there could be an issue with the hardware like i know yeah. there will be so we'll address it when it happens hopefully i don't have to send them back but yeah this is a no-brainer no matter what they show i'm i'm gonna enjoy both of them so that's my opinion and it seems to be the same as yours so yep absolutely um Please. so mike i understand a little bird told me you've been watching some interesting movies lately and <laughs> that doesn't I, mean, I, <laughs> that sound as, as dodgy <laughs> Well, I watched the first nine minutes and 55 minutes of Carry On Camping. Wow. uh, Go. Which is, Glenn Glenn hit me up and he goes, Mike, you got to watch some British movies. And I go, I wouldn't even know where to start. So Glenn sends me over Carry On Camping 17 because there are 30 of these films. And within the the first 10 minutes, they're in a nudist camp. And like, I had no idea what the hell is going on. It is some really interesting stuff going on in that movie so i'm tr- i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna give it a better chance but y'all watch some weird stuff and speaking yeah. of that i watch goggle box <laughs> wow what did you think i don't know it's man th- that is just a weird show because the yep. people on it are not who i envisioned as brits like at all so it was really eye-opening to me like there were all these different types of people that I would never imagine having an accent come out of their face. And it is, I couldn't watch more than five minutes of it. I mean, I don't know how it's a phenomenon. (laughs) It is such pure trash. Like they're literally where I'm watching them watch on TV and reacting to, it's like, it's like a kid's react video, but it's adult British people react. And they're just like, well, I can't do the damn, uh, <laughs> what is it called? Accent. But it's like, yeah. you know, dear, that that tea wasn't quite good enough. And I'm like, what are you watching? Like, uh, Britain's Got Talent, like about tea. And they're like, no, dear, you're right. And one guy just shuts the other one down, like, yeah, you're trash, my dear. Absolutely bloody trash. And I'm just, going, <laughs> what am I watching? So that wow. was, yeah, that's my review of Gogglebox. And uh, interesting. I'll, I'll never watch it again. But would you recommend it to America? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, we watch such garbage. So, okay. Some of us watch real garbage, like myself. Like, this was not in, at all perplexing, besides the accent. It's like, okay, I can, I can see how this is going, but is it entertaining? No, it's only as entertaining as the people you're watching, and half of them are, like, 
I don't know, just mutants like most people on reality <laughs> TV. Okay. <laughs> and, and it's not because they're British. It's just like, okay, I don't need to see two people ripping apart TV. I do that in my own head. But. Yeah. Speaking of ripping apart, uh, I watched Knives Out, which... Ah, yes. Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, I believe. Yeah, and I'm late to the party on this one, but um, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Have you seen it? I haven't yet, but I do want to see it because it's from Ryan Johnson, the guy who directed uh, The Last Jedi and Looper. So, uh, yeah, take us I through it. Looper. Uh, well, it, let's, before I do, have you seen Looper? Yes. Okay, I own it and I haven't seen it yet. I keep wow. falling asleep. Does it get better? Um, it gets interesting. It gets okay. more interesting. I'll try and watch it in February. But this um, Knives Out, it, it's basically Clue. It's basically Clue the movie um, with phenomenal actors and actresses. And it is it was a ride, man. I really enjoyed it. It was based on a friend's recommendation. Um, and he, he's like, you got to watch this. He's also the guy that uh, recommended the last uh, Airbender, which I still have to watch. But yeah, okay. um, yeah, no, it's great. The acting is good. The plot's good. There are so many twists. It could be a freaking Twizzler, okay? Like, in, I always got the twists about five seconds before they happen. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this, and then they did it. But it wasn't something you could foresee in the future. It was just like, oh, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna? Oh, I think that's gonna happen, and it happened. And then they take that twist and they twist it around again. So. I think you really need to be engaged mentally for the last half, uh, 45 minutes of the movie, but the rest is just a really fun ride. But uh, I, I watched the ending maybe t uh, twice just to make sure I had it down in my head, and even still, I'm like, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, I give it a definite T for this week. So I would suggest watching it so much so I've recommended it to my family and said, I think you'd really like this. So I'm waiting on their reviews, but... That I'm catching up slowly on what people thought was great a year ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, just quickly, have you uh, have you watched season four of Rick and Morty yet? Yeah, uh, I I am not up to date, but I've watched two or three of the episodes. Yes, uh, have you seen the one with the dragons yet? I don't believe so. Uh, I I think it's my favorite episode ever. It's where I'm, Rick okay. is Morty a dragon. And they basically touch on magic in it. Um, I highly recommend watching that. And we'll discuss next week because it's—I okay. think—it's my favorite thing they've ever, ever, ever done. I've watched the the acid, the vat of acid episode. Oh yeah, which, I love that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, you know, I don't know why, man. Like, I—I uh, I have them on my DVR, and I just continue to watch garbage wrestling instead of watching them because I feel like you really need to sit down and pay attention, like. Because there's so much cool stuff happening on it. Like, yep. your brain needs to be engaged. Just like Knives Out. Like, it, you can't uh, not actively watch Rick and Morty. Like, you could, but then what's the point? So, yeah, oh, no, I can't wait to watch it. That's the thing, it. isn't it? Rick and Morty, uh, you do have to watch because it's a an intelligent show. It really is. It really is. It, who would have thought? It, it's brilliant. It's, I, it's definitely one of my favorite animated shows. Like, yep. Yeah. yeah. You ever try the Szechuan sauce? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to try that, but they're like, there are lines at Burger King that are five miles long. You cannot get Szechuan sauce ever again. And it's like, <laughs> I love Szechuan sauce, and I really wanted to try it. So, you ever try it? No, I didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, right now someone has that, and they're going to sell it on eBay for $50,000 in 20 years. That or who knows. It'll be on wow. some YouTube React. But Yeah, Rick and Morty's a fun one. Love it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I highly recommend 
Uh, it's episode four of season four. Oh. Just uh, oh. give that give that a watch. Okay. Give that right. a watch. I will definitely watch it this week. We, should, we will talk. Okay. About it. Well, uh, I guess that is the end of this week's episode. We shall wrap it up there and then. Uh, we've got our big, big, big anniversary episode coming up. It's the uh, 50th episode of the Tea and Grumpets podcast in this incarnation. And uh, we're going to line up some special surprises for that one. Uh, Mike's like, are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I have no clue what you're saying. I thought this was the 50th, but wh- what do I know? Like, No, this is the we're doing special night, stuff. I believe. Um, yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll do an extra length episode. Uh, maybe, okay. even, maybe even chuck in some of our favorite bits from the years gone. That that sounds fun to me. I mean, I'd I'd love to hear from the listeners though. Yeah, you know, j- just so we could say, hey, thanks to so and so for the kind or hateful words. But y- d- you know where to hit us up on Twitter. I mean, Glenn always drops it at the end of every episode. Yep. So reach out. The next one's a biggie. Fifty. Yep. Most podcasts don't make it past like ten or whatever. So yep. we've been doing this. How long have we been doing this, Glenn? Uh, this has been going since 2017, I think. We did take a year break. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that's normal. Yeah, 2017, and then we, we revived it and came miraculously returned from the land of the dead. So like two years, two, three years. Okay, yeah. and it's... Yeah, I'm excited for the 50th episode. I'm psyched. We should do some really cool stuff. So. Yeah, I think so. I'll continue my release of the classic episodes as well. If you're on the stream, I am releasing classic episodes from... Uh, years gone and it was strange listening to one of the old ones the other day uh just how on edge we sounded and here's what we're discussing now end of discussion um so it does yeah. go to show that you do grow as a person and comfort with chat i think yeah yeah i i, I look forward to this now you know as before i'm like oh my god minute two i must discuss this now it's just yep. like okay cool let's just talk and and people seem to enjoy that so I think we're going to keep it going, but uh, yep. I can't wait for 50, baby. 50 freaking episodes. So. Yep. So you can reach us at tgrumpetspod. You can email us, tgrumpetspod at gmail.com. And if you're really feeling like it, please leave us a review. Leave oh, us yeah. a review on what you think of the podcast. We are review hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm. me too. But for this week, I've been Glenn. And I've been Mike. And we will talk to you next week. Take care. Au revoir.